like, in essence, this is a, an attempt to not just redefine uh, America, but there is a culture, there's like a culture war brewing underneath, kind of a, a way for liberals to kind of erase a Judeo-Christian history of our nation in totality. Well, it's true. And look, you know what they say? They say politics flows downstream from culture. And so one of the reasons why they're pushing this so hard in our schools is because they have to make sure that the next generation doesn't understand the real story of America, that the next generation doesn't understand how hard we fought consistently against racism and how Republicans have led that fight from the very beginning. They have to make sure of that so that in the future, uh, that it's easier to control the population. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. From justthenews.com, a new report claims the Walt Disney Company is pushing critical race theory on its employees as part of an internal training program, teaching them race consciousness and other concepts to address systemic racism in the U.S. Manhattan Institute fellow Kristen Ruffo on Friday published what he says a trove of whistleblower documents detailing a program titled Reimagine Tomorrow. Rudo also provides in his report what he says are primary source documents that appear to be pages of a training manual. In the past year, Disney executives have elevated the ideology of critical race theory into a new corporate dogma bombarded employees with trainings on systemic racism, white privilege, white fragility, and white saviors, and launched a racially segregated affinity group at the company's headquarter, Rufo writes. The documents, which are stamped with Disney's insignia, instructs viewers in tips on how to become an ally to black acquaintances, calling anti-racism education an ongoing learning journey. Disney on Saturday confirmed with Just the News the documents included in Rufo's report were internal documents and provided the following response. These internal documents are being deliberately distorted as reflective of company policy, when in fact their purpose was to allow diversity of thought and discussion on the incredibly complex and challenging issues of race and discrimination that we as a society and companies nationwide are facing. The Disney brand has a long history of inclusivity with stories that reflect acceptance and tolerance and celebrate people's differences, as we have consistently demonstrated in such popular films as Moana, Coco, Black Panther, Soul and Rhea, and The Last Dragon. And as a global entertainment company, we are committed to continuing to tell stories that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience. The guide suggests that the actions, such as disbelieving the experience of people of color, can fuel the underpinnings of discrimination and urges participants to take part in discussion groups where they act out racial interactions between employees. The guide also offers pro-inclusive tips, such as acknowledging that everyone has unconscious bias no matter who we are, and listen to the experiences of others. What a load of crap. I am getting sick and tired of these elite leftists telling us that unconsciously we are racist. Because I know what I am and I'm sure everybody knows who they are. You know if you're racist or not. The majority of us are not. We have grown up in a society since we were children to be taught 
to see people for who they are, not their color. So I am just absolutely at wit's end with this nonsense. And Disney, RIP, your wokeness has destroyed a once great company. Now, if you don't know what critical race theory is, there was a great article in the New York Post. Uh, It's from May 6th. You can look it up. The title of it is What Critical Race Theory is Really About. It's a great article that breaks it down, starting with Marxism, because obviously you need to understand Marxism to understand critical race theory. You have to understand their play on words. Um, I've said this in previous podcasts, the difference between equity and equality. They like to use friendly words like that. They're nicer to the ear. You don't get scared of them. When you hear socialism, it makes you worry, makes you panic. You hear Marxism, you panic. When you hear neo-Marxism, you panic. But if you're just hearing equity or social justice or lots of these phrases that they like to use, you're not so scared of it. I would say the average person tends to believe in the cause until they actually understand what it's really all about. So my suggestion would be, if you want a pretty good breakdown without doing a thorough investigation into both Marxism and critical race theory, that article does a really good job capturing everything, so I would suggest you take a look at that. Again, it's from the New York Post. Brett Barnes had an article, Showdown Brews Over Holy Communion for Pro-Abortion Catholics. In the article, it says a showdown is brewing among the U.S. bishops over the question of whether to deny Holy Communion to public figures such as Joe Biden, who profess to be Catholic while actively working to expand abortion rights, which the church considers to be gravely evil. I don't think this is a Catholic thing. I think if you believe in the Bible, whether you're Christian, Catholic, Pentecostal, Baptist, Presbyterian, You cannot believe in the Bible and still be pro-abortion. What you're ultimately saying if you're pro-abortion and pro-choice is that either A, God made a mistake in sending that soul down, or B, you as a human being know better than God. And either way, if you believe in the Bible, you're wrong. Let me give you some statistics that are scary in itself. Between 1973 and 2018, in the U.S., There has been 61.8 million abortions. 61.8 million lives that have been ended and denied. In 2017, U.S. abortions were at 862,320, which is an average of 2,362 per day. Now, I want you to think about something. Now, the Democrats are always advocating for abortions. So obviously, they don't care about those tens of millions of lives that people are just throwing away daily. Um, In the U.S., total females, age 15 to 44, white females make up 58.3% of the population. Black females make up 14.2%. Latino or Hispanic make up 19%. And then other, there's 8.5%. In 2018, abortions, 6.3 abortions per every thousand women for white women. For black women, 21.2 abortions per every thousand women. For Hispanics, 10.9 abortions per every thousand women. And other is 11.9 abortions per every thousand women. This is all according to the CDC. 
So when the Democrats tell you they love you and Planned Parenthood is always putting abortion clinics in lower income areas, you should know why. The lowest abortion rate is white women, the highest being black women. Oddly enough, the highest percentage of women in the U.S. between ages 15 and 44 are white women, and one of the lowest are black women. Only lower than that is other. So you are aborting almost four times as many black children as you are white children. And you have one quarter of the population of white women. And you believe that Joe Biden and the Democrats got your back, that they're doing something good for you, that them funding Plant Parenthood and other abortions is a good thing because it gives you a choice. Now, I know there's always the argument of incest and rape. I would like you to know that incest and rape account for less than 1% of the total number. That's why they don't push that. That's why they always just push pro-choice. It's my body, my choice. Over the course of the last 50 years, it's a minute number compared to the amount that are willingly having abortions because of either A, they find out the child has a disability, which is devilish in itself, or B, you're just irresponsible and you're hoeing around and you get pregnant and you just want to abandon your responsibilities. There's nothing else to it. So going back to the article, like I said, you cannot legitimately believe in God and the Bible and still be pro-choice. Those two do not go hand in hand. Joe Biden shouldn't be taking communion. Neither should any other Catholic that believes in all the crap that the Democrats believe because everything that Democrats believe is anti-God anyways. If they could, they would erase God from society and tell you that they are your new gods because all they seek is power and control. So at the end of the day, you have no business being in a church. It's amazing that you don't spontaneously combust into flames when you walk into a church with how evil some of you people are. Give me a break. You people shouldn't go anywhere near a church. It's just stay off in your swamp and stop bothering people. Does anybody else but me find it hypocritical that the left believes you know, in, in pro-choice when it comes to aborting a child where it's a guaranteed death, but at the same time, they think you shouldn't have a choice on whether you're wearing masks and putting something on your face that you don't want there? When there is no guarantee you're going to spread anything to anyone, especially if you're not feeling sick and you're healthy, because you notice all that asymptomatic talk has really quieted down because so much science came out discounting what the CDC and Fauci says, where it's not so easily spread if you're asymptomatic. Actually, the chance of you getting it, if I'm asymptomatic, the chances of me spreading it to you are way less than a percent. So it's almost impossible and you'd have to be around me for an extended period of time. So now you don't hear nothing about asymptomatic anymore. It's amazing how that works, but they believe you should put that on your face. No matter what, you don't get that choice, but Hey, if you're going to kill a baby, no problem. You get that choice. Go over. Actually, we fund the clinics for you. So we'll take care of it. We'll float the bill for you to murder a child in some States all the way up till and after birth. Yeah, and and we're the insensitive crazy ones, right? All the conservatives and libertarians, we're insane. We're crazy people. You know, we're trying to save lives and preserve lives. Democrats are like, ah, don't worry about it. We'll help you kill them. And we're the crazy ones. Speaking of coronavirus, 
I was reading an article Sunday. The headline, and I forget which news outlet it's from, was Fauci saying that we're going to have to wear a mask indefinitely. And you know, they're always trying to hook you with the headline. You actually got to read into the article to see. And as much as I don't like Fauci, he didn't actually say that. What he said was seasonally, uh, just like all of us have been saying, the flu miraculously disappeared like a fart in the wind. It's no longer because of all the mask wearing. Big shocker there. So the flu is completely gone with the masks, which remember is a virus, but yet coronavirus is spreading like wildfire. Even if you're wearing masks, that kind of contradicts itself. I'm just saying. But in the article, he said seasonally people may want to wear masks during flu season to keep the spread down so that may become the new normal, supposedly. Well, I for one don't really listen to Fauci. I think he's an idiot. I don't know who made him the supreme being on coronavirus. He has never treated a patient. All he does is look at data provided to him. Now, where is that data coming from? God only knows. I'm not going to get into some big conspiracy theory, but I'm sure that whatever data it is, it's provided from the left side, not the right side, because we're the ones fighting against it, where they're the ones that want to keep you afraid and keep you locked in your homes. So I don't know how good the information that he gets is, but then he goes and he makes stupid statements like this. Give everyone a sense of what the country is going to look like next Mother's Day. Well, George, I hope that next Mother's Day we're going to see a a dramatic difference than what we're seeing right now. I believe that we will be about as close to back to normal as we can. And there's, there's some conditions to that, George. We've got to make sure that we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated. When that happens, the virus doesn't really have any place to go. There aren't a lot of vulnerable people around. And where there are not a lot of vulnerable people around, you're not going to see a surge. You're not going to see the kinds of numbers we see now. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Is that guy insane? Another year from now, maybe we're going to be in a really good place and we'll almost be back to normal. Mother's Day next year, where you got, what, 50% of the United States vaccinated? I saw a report that 70 to 80% of the elderly population is vaccinated, which are our most vulnerable. This guy's a joke. They need to put him out to pasture. He needs to go out to rest. He needs to retire. It's time for him to go because he's just making crazy statements now. I'm not waiting a year. I mean, down here in Florida, we're pushing forward. One way or the other, I saw Texas is doing the same. There's lots of states pushing forward. If you're in a blue state, you need to get out there and start protesting and doing what's necessary to get yourself to a good spot where you're free because this whole virus thing from day one has been a disaster. The information we've gotten from Fauci has always been two-sided. He's flip-flopping all the time. You know, one-time masks are good, then they're not. Then you get herd immunity, and it's at 70%. Then all of a sudden, he's coming out saying it's 90%. Then when they're saying we get 70% of the population vaccinated, we could get back to complete normal because between that and who's already contracted the virus, that never gets there. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Wear one mask, wear two masks, wear three masks. Hell, wear 10 masks. Choke yourself out. Wear 100 masks, banding them around your head. You look like you're wearing a big diaper head. Whatever it is. This guy is back and forth, back and forth. I think he has done his job. I mean, this is the same guy that was around when AIDS broke out, when HIV was breaking out way back in the late 70s, early 80s. He's got to be due. 
you know, he already fell from the tree. He's already rotten on the ground. Let's put him out to, to rest. Send him home to live out his days happy and peaceful because he certainly does not need to be in Congress making any type of decisions because he can't make a straight decision, first of all. And second of all, I'm pretty sure he's bought and paid for by the left. Anyways, I think he has more pressing issues than what to lie to us about because the House Republicans are targeting him in an effort to investigate the Wuhan lab leak theory. Multiple GOP leaders of the House Energy and Commerce Committee wrote to the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, this week asking for a State Department to release unclassified documents and declassify other documents related to the controversial department claim that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was involved in dangerous coronavirus research prior to the pandemic. Ultimately, the problem that they're having with it is that Fauci bankrolled most of the operation. So he's got money all tied up into the virus. So you start to wonder, now we don't know this for sure, but you start to wonder, if you got the money into it, naturally you're getting paid more than the president makes to be on TV and every news outlet and God knows you're going to get a book deal and who knows what else. But realistically, one would have to come to the conclusion, did you want this to get out on purpose to enrich yourself and your buddies? Because that's sure what it's starting to look like. All the information has yet to come out. And obviously what I'm saying is just my theory, but logically it all makes sense. It all kind of leads in that direction. I haven't trusted Fauci since day one. I never liked him around Trump. I wish Trump would have got rid of him sooner. I felt like he was making bad calls and making Trump look bad on purpose. And let's not kid ourselves. We know that the coronavirus did have an effect on the election. I mean, you'd have to be a fool not to believe that. It absolutely did. There are plenty of people that feel that Trump mismanaged the coronavirus. How? I don't even know. I would like to see anybody here in the United States have that plate served to them and deal with it in a perfect way. It's not possible. You're going to have some failures. You're going to have some bumps and bruises along the way from the learning curve to get caught up. But one thing I know for sure, Trump took the challenge head on, did the best job he could with it. And if it was not for Trump, All you people out there that are getting those needles stuck in your arms to get vaccinated for it, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be getting that shot. You should be thanking your lucky stars that it wasn't Biden or any other Democrats in office because the power grab that just happened, especially in the blue states, if they were the ones behind the wheel, I guarantee you wouldn't have a vaccine for a decade because they would use this to hang over your head to continue to gain more power and control everybody in the United States because that is what their mission is day to day, period. And like I said, Fauci needs to go out to pastor. Put him to bed, please. Send him home. Let him learn a new skill. Let him go knit stuff or something and sit on his porch all day. Do something that has nothing to do with people at all so that way you're not involved in Americans' lives and will be better off for it. And that's about it. I hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, please tell some people about me. Parlor's still down, so I'll be posting my podcast on all the other sites. Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Cloud Hub, Little Joe's CC. Gab, Little Joe's Corner. Have a great Tuesday.